0: <laughs> we got to put the pg-13 on this again don't we i was so excited when i saw that one. i'm sure into episode number 16 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie, with me as always, the patron of the Pumpkin Spice Latte, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the heck are you
1: this lovely, lovely October day? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing all right, man. It's been, you know, uh, I think based on, we've talked about a lot of this stuff on the podcast. I went through a series where it was like, we had a lot of OPA events and then we had our online marketing event, which you were a speaker and you killed it by the way. I don't know about that, but thank You you for sure. And, but you know how, like when you get through the series of something like that and then you're like, Oh my gosh, I can mm-hmm. see everything sort of clearly again. That's that's where I'm at. So I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm
0: good. Well, anytime you need someone who's yesterday's news on your speaking circuit, I'm <laughs> your man. Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. It's a, it's a beautiful day. Kind of the last little bits of summer are, are getting squeezed out um, as we uh, get into the colder months, which I'm fine with, but you know, what else makes me happy Kirby besides getting to those colder months? What's that, Bill? I knew you'd ask. And our good pals, at Skew. that's right. <laughs> they like to connect your team, streamline your workflow from anywhere. We talk about how much they care about your business. We talk about how they can help you run every single aspect of your business, from ideation to invoicing and everything in between. Usually, this is the part where I say, Kirby, you love Skew. blah, 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 and you say something. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that today. Today, I'm gonna say, I think we've gone over it, and I thought we'd do a little twist. In that uh, CommonSkew just announced SKUCon, the virtual SKUCon, which is going to be held on uh, January 1st. I'm sorry, January 7th. Yeah, I think so. uh, uh, Virtually, it's a Thursday. They've got speakers like Seth Godin, Jonathan Isaacson, some guy named Paul Bellantone. I've never heard of him. (laughs) Tim Anders from ASI and a slew of other people. Um, absolutely a bargain at 99 bucks if you're uh, if you're a Common Skew customer. If you get two or more people, it's 79 a person. What a great deal! And you can learn more about that at SkewCon.com. And I know you'll be there, Kirby. We are planning to be there as well. Already signed up, my friend. Excellent, excellent. And if you want to learn more about Common Skew, the company behind SkewCon, because they're more than just content creators. And they do such a wonderful job at that. If you want to learn more about CommaSkew and the good work that they really, really do to help you elevate your distributor business, head over to CommaSkew.com. You're not going to be sorry. You did thought I'd throw that in there. A little curveball, if you will. Now always on the promo upfront podcast, Kirby, one of us has the upfront topic, always about the promotional products industry today. That's me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to go here before uh, I get myself into trouble by saying something stupid. So, I don't know if you saw this, Kirby, but the distributor sales report from ASI came out. Um, Oh, good. Well, that's the PPI one. You can talk about... Oh, I I didn't see the ASI. Okay, see? see, We have two separate topics. So (laughs) So let's go. So... um, they reported that sales or distributor sales dropped for the third straight quarter. And I thought these numbers were interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first quarter was 4.9%. So it was right in the beginning of the pandemic. So that's essentially right. March. It's March. Yeah. in yeah. Uh, April, May, and June, 44.4% drop from the same period previous year. And then in Q3 it dropped 24.8%. So still a big drop, but an improvement over those Q2 numbers. Mm-hmm. Um what is, Do you have any comparable stats there on the PPAI one? Yeah, actually it was. Um,
1: it's so very not, funny. We really,
0: did we did not plan this out by the yeah, way. Yeah,
1: no, not at all. So it was interesting. There were I think similar kind of statistics, um, and it goes through. Um, you know, a lot of like, how did they do versus quarter one, qu- right. quarter two to quarter three. Yep. That was actually one of the ones that jumped off at me was 45.7% of distributors saw a decrease in sales mm-hmm. from quarter two of 2020 to quarter three. Right. Like that doesn't 46% of distributors saw a decrease from quarter two to quarter three. Wow. Like that doesn't like that, that Wow jumped off the page yeah. to me. Because I And I've talked to several suppliers about this, too, because I'm like, is that consistent with what you're seeing? I, if you would have told me that th- uh, they saw that from quarter one to quarter two, yeah. yes, of yeah, course, but, actually but higher.
0: Q2 to Q3, that's a very arresting number.
1: Yeah, and, and surprising because I think suppliers would yeah. tell you that they're starting to see growth in the third quarter. So that was the, like, literally, I wanted to talk to you about that because I'm like, that blew me away. That can't yeah, be right. I'd, be, I'd love to see a, a, you know who ASI spoke
0: to in their survey and who PPAI spoke to, because it doesn't sound like they're the same folks at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, that blew me away. And yeah. By the way, I think you know these kind of studies, I'd say historically, Bill, I don't spend as much like you. Generally, bring this topic up, right? Right. Like they, in, in the history of our conversations, right. For, but because we're in this time now, I'm I'm I find a lot of value in ASI and PPI doing this so that I'm I can no kind of get a sense of the industry. But it, I I really do feel like we're seeing sort of two different kinds of experiences. Well, you know, the numbers don't
0: lie, but you can make them represent whatever you want them to. I mean, mm-hmm. that is kind of the truth here. I think what I find interesting is the um, the fact that both, depending on the way you look at it, you can either take a very positive slant to this mm-hmm. or a very negative one. And I generally think when you ask people, and, and we don't know exactly what the questions were and how they were asked. So that add, that factors into it as well. I do just because I
1: took the PPI one.
0: Well, I not the ASI though. Yeah, but you so you know one, but not the other. Right. So what I find interesting is that I think most people, most people, when they answer a survey like this, take the negative or contrarian view. Mm, Okay. So you know we we've talked about pessimists versus uh, optimists versus realists on this podcast. Podcast. I think with these type of things, people generally see more doom and gloom. Okay. And they see anything else. Now I could be wrong there. Um, but I'm not. So, um, I, mean, it's possible, but i I know I could be wrong. I don't know. It's just very, well, it was,
1: what was funny to me though, Bill, is because this came out and, and PBI really hammered home. Hey, take this, take this, take mm-hmm. this. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to take it, I'm going to actually look. So mm-hmm. I pulled out as opposed to how do I feel?
0: Yeah. You pull which out I think a ledger.
1: Maybe, Most people are talking about how they feel. Exactly. I think that's Mm -hmm. what it is. I actually looked at the numbers and I was pleasantly surprised. So for Mm -hmm. us, we ended up, I would have, I would have bet my office that we were down Q3 versus Q3, like 2019, we would have been ahead of 20, right? We were up in 20. Yeah. Now by by $300. Well, but,
0: what, but that's, that's but still, you're up. And yeah. I think what you're hitting on here is most small business owners, especially in our industry, they don't like to look at the numbers. They'd rather yeah. go on their gut feeling and go by Moxie and do those things. So it's it's very scary sometimes to look in the mirror and say, "Well, I think we're doing okay." So I'm sure we're doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, I think that's interesting. You know, what I found in the ASI conversation, they and I loved this. They asked one word distributors used to describe Q3 of 2020. Okay. you want to take any guesses on any of them or you want me to just share a couple? Either, either uh,
1: let me guess. Uh,
0: recovery. I'm sure that was in there. I just picked the top five. So okay, that's go not for the it. top five. Challenging, mm-hmm. unpredictable, dismal, weak, and the number one was slow. So again, <laughs> it kind of reinforces my thought. And actually I did not put that together until we were talking. It reinforces my thought of, uh that it's a negative it, it people are answering in more of a negative way um and then you know you're you extrapolated that out very correctly people are really answering from a gut feeling perspective and not an actual you know numbers perspective
1: and, and i think when you combine this and i swear the sentence this is not a political discussion has been used in the last month's worth of podcasts for us but what i would say is i have said this and I, I think you and I've been friends long enough that I, you'll know that this is true. I've said I say this every four years, that I think that you know when consumer confidence is a driver of the economy. Some people will say two thirds of the yep. economy is built on consumer confidence. The pandemic has certainly not been good for consumer confidence. No, but I actually believe every four years our consumer confidence takes a hit because the most powerful people on the planet or about to be are telling you how crappy it is. That's just like, that's part of what a campaign does. And I think that you combine the two and you're seeing it in, in this survey. Maybe I'll
0: push back a little bit. I think what in, in the political discussion with, this is not a political discussion, <laughs> um, Wall Street doesn't like uncertainty. Yeah. So right now it's very uncertain whether President Trump will be reelected or Joe Biden will be elected. So that uncertain, then there's uncertainty. Is there going to be another second stimulus package? Well, if there is, how, how, how big will it be and how will it get to people? So with that type of uncertainty and vol- volatility, that's generally what affects the, the, the markets. But your yeah, point but is I'm a not, very good one.
1: I'm not talking about the markets, though. But I'm just, talking about individual, consumer yeah, consumer mm-hmm. confidence, but also small business confidence.
0: I understand that, but I think the markets drive that. I think if the market's doing well, okay, I feel like things are going in the right direction. Generally, I'm not saying I, Bill Petrie, I'm saying a lot of people. If Wall Street's doing well, then my 401k is doing well, then things must be on the right track. And if everything takes a dive, oh my gosh, let's burn the house down. So let me ask you this. So what's the one word you would use to describe of Q3 of 2020, which would be, what is it? uh, June, July, and August, right? Uh, No, sorry. July, August, September. July, August,
1: September. I, it, one f- word. I, recovery is what comes back. Okay. No, right? okay. I think that's a fair one. I because have a different I, I, one, but. I, Yeah. <laughs> well, what's yours? Opportunity. Yeah. I, I think that's good. That's you know, a really good.
0: Uh, yeah. Never waste a good pandemic. Um, I mean, so Kelsey and I seized on that. We, we yeah. started a brand of eight and, and, and going forward with that. Recovery is a good one. You know, in every situation, period. in every situation, there's good Bad and a million other gray area mm. feelings, right? It's not just black and white. And I'm actually writing a blog about that, but that's a couple of weeks away. But you know, I, I think you, if you want to find the positivity in a negative situation, you can. And we also all know people who will find a cloud in every silver lining for as sure. well. So, you know,
1: yeah, no, I, I it, but this is interesting to me because I, I started to allude to this. Is I really do think we're we, you and I have had this discussion for years that I felt like we like the, people were moving to two mm-hmm. different types of distributorships mm-hmm. one was more online and price oriented one was more mm-hmm. service any oriented right. but i think through this we've seen two types of distributorships where it's like okay i'm going to put my head in the sand my pajamas on mm-hmm. and when everything is better we'll, my yeah. phone will start ringing again and man there's another side that have mm-hmm. been kind of grinding and and still within reason going out. And I think you're yep. seeing a massive divide on Very sales so. with
0: those two. Very much so. There, there are in any, any group, there are doers and non-doers. Okay. The non-doers hope, the non-doers wish, mm-hmm. they expect things to get better and thing, they expect uh, people to fix things for them. And then there's people to say, screw it. I'm going to make it happen. Right. Um, and that's what I think it's what you're seeing. Just kind of underscore your point there. So mm-hmm. that was my promo up front. Kirby, do you have a topic you'd like to discuss?
1: Yeah, I got a hot one. Uh, Uh Oh, wonderful. (laughs) So, okay. Again, from the history of our discussions, Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of my distributor peers who go Mm -hmm. out on social media. I know where we're going. And I don't know that you do. Okay. Uh, that uh, that uh that go out and eviscerate a supplier mm-hmm. on the promotional products professionals page. Mm-hmm. I think I have a pretty. You go back and check mm-hmm. tape, right? I am pretty consistent mm-hmm. with my, um, you know. You are critique of yeah. people who do that, right? I'm going to defend them for right okay. now, okay? <laughs> because here's, I think we're living through a space where this pandemic and COVID has become an excuse for everything. Oh, sure. So uh, here's what I would say. When I'm having a conversation with a supplier and they say, hey, stock's a real challenge because when this happened, we had to cut off this and cash flow. You can make that discussion and I will understand it and hopefully Mm -hmm. with grace Mm -hmm. uh, say, I get it. Mm -hmm. So you can blame the pandemic for that. Mm -hmm. But the pandemic didn't kill creativity. It didn't kill customer service. It didn't kill calling people back. And I believe that we have gotten to a space where it's like, hey, we're out of stock. Yeah. And that's the end of the discussion. Okay.
0: So (laughs) I'm going to push back on you. Um, But the pandemic did kill customer service and it did kill calling people back from the factor of, a lot of suppliers have had to make very and distributors and businesses across the world have had to make very difficult decisions to sure. furlough employees, to terminate mm-hmm. employees. So you know, sometimes I, I agree with you. The fundamental I but here here's where I agree with you. I think you're seeing less customer service, less responsiveness. I I believe that, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that is a factor of the pandemic. And I usually and, and generally, if, you know I don't think the pandemic has shifted anybody's views on customer service, other than we don't have enough resources to dedicate to it that we may have before. Is it an excuse sometimes? I'm sure it is. Is it a reality a lot of the times? Yeah, I'm sure it is. And so just like, you know, you, you, I, I just, I guess I would really push back there because i see so many suppliers taking it in the shorts and again we never know the whole story it's always someone's slanted view of the truth and then and, what,
1: and, and here's what i'd say yeah simple responses like hey we're out of stock of this item here is another one that might be comparable that is a very simple thing to do and I would it's agree. not
0: happening at all i, I would agree and here's <laughs> where i'll defend you i think what's happened I don't think anybody else. You know, Company X is a supplier. Let's just say, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you notice I'm not yeah. naming any no, names. No. This isn't a I'm not a say, to anybody. Let's say Company X had to eliminate forty percent of their customer service people so that they could continue to function, continue to thrive, whatever they need to do. There's a lot sure. of companies that had to make very difficult decisions. Totally. Get it. Where what you're seeing is failing to recreate or create a new plan in how to effectively serve the client base with a reduced workforce. So generally, unfortunately, I think what you're seeing is the answer has been, and I actually have friends who've had this happen out of the industry and a couple in the industry of... Uh, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to ask you to take a pay cut. And also you're doing twice the work you used to do. Absolutely. And and so I think you're seeing a lot of that. So without a plan of, okay, let's redistribute this. Let's make sure you're focused on specific accounts. What you're seeing is just a, hey, we're just gonna have to do more with less guys. And we count on you to do it. And that's not a plan. That's a wish. That's a hope. Sure. and I think that's what you're experiencing. So I do think it's pandemic related I, I, and, and cause. Because I think what happens is things get lost in the shuffle and things that used to take 12 hours now take 72, Mm -hmm. if at all. Yeah.
1: Well, I think, I think the simple pieces of it are the ones that you say, look, I get it. we got an order in house. You're telling me it's out of stock. That's totally fine. I actually understand. And I'm empathetic with it. The first part of that sentence didn't piss me off. The second part where it takes me four emails to say, do you have a comparable size? Because I'm getting the, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And the, what I'm gonna do is take my freaking business elsewhere. Well, and so and, there is a point at which because my customer yeah. placed an order. Yeah.
0: Right? Like, so, I would, and I would defend you on that. Yeah. I would defend you on that. But again, it's one of those things we don't ever know what's going on at a place. Right. Yeah, and it, so it it just all it is, I would just file all this under. Everything is very, very frustrating right now. <laughs> and you as a as a distributor who experienced that type of service. And you're not the one to go on promotional products Facebook oh, no. page and screw about nothing. it because that solves nothing. Right. You, you, knowing you, you, if you felt compelled to do so, you would have called someone in management had a discussion and either had it resolved or not. And then from that point, you'll make a decision going forward. Will I use this supplier again? That's the natural order of things. That's the law of the jungle, sure. right? Because there are other choices generally in our industry. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess, I guess the, the moral of the story is, you know, suppliers and distributors, you're doing more with less, make sure you have a plan to cover your, cover your, communicate for uh, cover, cover your, uh, customer service to make sure that they're communicating effectively and set new expectations because knowing you, you can deal with, you're like, um, I can't wait to tell Billy's wrong. Uh, knowing you, if someone said, um, we're going to get back to every email request within 24 hours due to limited, oh yeah, uh, human capital. Great. That would be fine. That's what I'm saying. Is if if you haven't ha- don't have a plan like that and you haven't communicated that to your customers, this is the type of frustration you're going to get and justifiably so from yeah. Kirby.
1: Well, and I think from I think it's just one of those moments where if you I you know how I feel. I I'm not interested in seeing that on social media. I think it's unfair. I think it's yeah. unbalanced. All that sort yeah. of thing. But there is a point when you are trying to get an answer over and over again and you don't. Yeah. Like you're setting people up to get to blow up. And you are. And and so I, I would say that, and again, people who are trying to buy from you <laughs> because yeah, no, you hear buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Sales are down in quarter two, well, and quarter three. We're trying to right. buy from you, but don't buy that. Well, that's well, the thing. That's tough. You're
0: trying to give supplier X money and they're making it hard for you to do so. Yeah. yeah I've said that a million times and- so I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, to me, just like everything else in the world, 90% of the world comes down to communication. Yeah, if you agreed. just communicate, things generally go better. So Kirby, that was a great one. Speaking of great things, Kirby, we love promotional products. We do. Do you have a promotional product you'd like to share with us right now? Like I show do. and tell? It's I a do. Promo- so you have a promotional product of the week, Maybe.
1: I do. And here's here's what I'd say. It's not a specific product, but it's a category since most of our audience is a supplier or a distributor. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I had never sold in the past, but have uh, recently, because uh, our man, Josh Robbins has done a great job of kind of telling me how to do this, is Mm -hmm. badges, magnetic badges. I've got several different samples. Our buddy, Josh, and there's several suppliers in the industry who do it, but Josh Robbins does this, Mm -hmm. do specs samples for you. And what it becomes is a program because yep. especially those in retail that they have turnover, it becomes a piece that gets reordered over yeah. and over and over again. It's a place that I never played and I started to in the last year and it's become very lucrative for me. Well,
0: so. and it's kind of a set 100%. it and forget it. It's like a, it's like a rotisserie chicken. You just kind of turn it on and walk away and money starts rolling in. So yeah, that's a great product of the week. Kirby, do you have another topic for or is that was that your topic or is that mine? That was your topic. That was mine. I've but. got a topic for you, okay. Kirby. Hormel Foods is giving away bacon scented face masks, Kirby.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the first I've heard of that. <laughs> okay.
0: they're, call- they're calling it breathable bacon. And all you need to do is head over to, <laughs> all you need to do is head over to www.breathablebacon.com. And you can enter a drawing ring uh, to get your own face mask. Now you better do that quick. It ends on the 28th, which is a week from uh, today, which is Wednesday. So what it is, it's a two-ply multi-fiber cloth mask to, quote, help the delicious smell of bacon always wrap, be always wrapped around your nose and your mouth. When the brand manager was asked about it, Kirby, and he was asked, he, quoted, he was quoted as saying, we're continually focused on innovation from new products to marketing and distribution, all in an effort to deliver new and exciting ways to experience and enjoy black-label bacon. Nice. There's more. <laughs> in twenty, in twenty twenty, that means connecting everyone's favorite bacon scent to the year's it category, and in doing so, bring back black label bacon closer to our fans. So I, I'm just sharing this because it is innovative. It's funny. That's great. Uh, I want to know what flavors of mask would you like <laughs> to have? Okay. I've, I've I've made a list. If you'd okay. like me to go, I, but I have a quick go. question. I have a you quick question. You can
1: ask any question you so- want. Are they selling oh, it or giving it away? Was- they're
0: giving it away. So you, you go, you enter a drawing for it. So you go to breathablebacon.com and you enter just your name. You know, they're gra- gra- grabbing data. It's what everybody's doing. So you put genius. Your, you, yeah, it's awesome. It's a fantastic. It's, really it's a good. very bold move. So you put your name, email address in there, and uh, you're entered in a drawing. I don't know how many they're giving away, but... Uh, I, I, I did like enter because uh, I would like just to see how this works.
1: I think it's really good. So you, just to answer your question really quickly, I'll probably come yeah. up with more. But right off the top of my head, coffee um, is a, well, but again, that for, for coffee it's for drinkers. You. No, it's yeah. for you. I'm
0: talking about for you,
1: what yeah. you personally want to see, not the not the audience. What does yeah. Kirby want? Yeah, I would say coffee um, and I'm actually not a big sweet eater, but I think chocolate would be one mm-hmm. that would go over. So those are the two that... Okay. Beer wouldn't because it's just like, that's weird. Um, yeah. And maybe an IPA. Uh, but anyway, um, okay. th- those would be my two. I came up with several. <laughs> Sweaty socks. Chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Maybe
0: a snickerdoodle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, brisket. Yeah, that's a good one. Burning wood. Love the smell of a campfire. Oh, no, cut grass. Might be a little man. much in the middle of the day, but yeah, no, uh, okay. fresh cut grass. Yeah, that's good. Cinnamon vanilla, old-fashioned. Um, <laughs> coconut, and my yeah. personal favorite, fresh baked bread. That's, that's really I'd good. I like the smell of bread all damn COVID day long, Kirby. Yeah. I actually think bread may be the
1: best one. I do too. All Mm -hmm. right. That's a really good one. Do you have
0: one more topic for us before we go to the party in the back in the mullet of all podcasts?
1: Yeah. So I don't know if you saw this, but Jeff Jacobs put out an article today. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was on Promo Corner. He was banned from Twitter. Mm -hmm. Did you see this? Um, I did. And so I read the article and it essentially I, I thought his take was very interesting. He talked about, and for those who don't know, Jeff Jacobs uh, was uh manager of QCA for mm-hmm. quite some time. Mm-hmm. And he has a real legitimate following on Twitter. I yeah, think that's it's like, like 90,000. 90, yeah. You know. That's a, that's, that's a real number. I'm going to miss um, those
0: retweets. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's a supporter of the podcast too. Uh, but he, he kind of talked about, look, you know, he spent the time to build that audience mm-hmm. and, for the last, and he has not been able to get unbanned, I guess. Yeah. And he, he's like, man, it's been kind of freeing. Yeah. And so, number one, I, I just want to get your take on sort of that. And then the, the follow up question is going to be which platform that you use regularly mm-hmm. would you be most okay with losing? All of them. Um,
0: <laughs> so, I'll, I'll call myself out here. I go through periods and phases where I will post stupid, stupid stuff. And kind of want some weird validation that way. We I think would everybody like, does. I, but I'd like not to admit that, but I'm going to. Um, and I've really kind of really, and I don't know if people have noticed, but over the last few weeks, I've uh, really, like really scaled back. It's almost all just business stuff that I'm posting. And if I didn't have to do that, I think I would chuck it all. I, I, I get very little joy out of social media. It generally uh, tends to raise my blood pressure more than inform me and more than delight me more than give me any sort of joy. Right. So you asked the question, I'll answer it the way you asked. If it was one, it'd be Facebook. Um, you know, it's one of those things I find, you know, it's a necessary evil for me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I say this often. I hate Facebook and I, I don't know if I hate Facebook more or hate the fact that I'm good at it because, you know, I do know how to, you know, put things where they're supposed to be and get, get, get attention. I I wish I was better about that. Um, and I'm trying, I'm trying very hard to, to not check it all the time and not, not see those things. But again, I'm a, I, I can be part of the masses too.
1: Yeah. No, it's what it, about it, you. You know, so this one's easy for me because uh, it's weird. Instagram is the one that speaks to me the least. Yeah, I just, I, I'm on Instagram because I'm supposed to be on Instagram. And, yeah. so, but, and I think Facebook goes in cycles for me.
0: Yeah, and it goes in cycles for me. So you're asking
1: me a very down cycle Fair, for me on Facebook. A hundred percent. And I've hid and snoozed and blocked yeah. more people in the last month than I think I ever have in my yeah. life. Um, I'm really hopeful I know COVID's not going to go away after the election, mm-hmm. but I sure hope that that Facebook gets a little less divisive. Uh,
0: well, and, and I will tell you, of all the social media platforms, Instagram is the one that gives me the most joy. Yeah, um, because it's generally. And I think most people
1: are like you. I yeah, I think that's right. Uh, it, it's
0: pictures of people with you know their dogs or out in nature or with their family or having a great meal. I, I just that's the one that speaks to me right now. Yeah, that's that's right. But again. Right now, if I didn't have to, be, have to be on social, I'm not sure I would. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Kirby. We are now at the time of this uh, soon-to-be award-winning <laughs> podcast that uh, is called The Party in the Back, which means you get the dime, you get the dance floor. You're going to play a little game with me. Maybe it's a new game. Maybe it's an old trusty veteran. I don't know. But Kirby, I have no notes. I'm putting my note, my, my, my ink pen down. And you're going to let me know what it, what
1: we're talking about. All right, so I think you historically have done so much better on these games than I have that I I'm, I was a little embarrassed. So I try to do I'm trying to be a little bit more creative this week. So mm. this is a nickname game, and you okay. need to tell me if this is a nickname of a baseball player or a blues artist. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> okay, I figure you'll be good at this. So I don't
0: know about that. We'll find yeah. out. We'll start. So we'll start with a one. baseball player. Or a blues musician.
1: Yes, blues musician, yeah. Okay, Okay, ready? Yeah. The Iron Horse. Oh, that'd be Lou Gehrig. That'd be a baseball player. You always give me an easy one to start with, okay? So baseball player is absolutely correct. Okay. Blind Joe Reynolds. Is he a baseball
0: or blues? You know, most blues players are more blind dog, not blind man. I'm going to go baseball player, Kirby. It was a blues musician, actually. Damn it. (laughs) The Georgia Peach. Oh, that'd be uh, Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb,
1: correct. That's a baseball player. Uh, Johnny Big Moose Walker. Oh, that's got to be a blues musician. Correct. Very well. Uh, Mudcat. A blues musician all day, every day. Yeah. Jim Mudcat Grant is a baseball player. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, Papa Chubby.
0: (laughs) Now that we're all uncomfortable on the podcast, (laughs) um, I am excited to see you. But I did not pop a chubby. Um, I, I'm going to go pop a chubby. I'm going to go with a uh, blues musician. Correct. All right. Ted we, Double <laughs> We got to put the PG 13 on this again,
1: don't we? I was so excited when I saw that one. I'm sure. Uh, Ted Double Duty Radcliffe.
0: It sounds like one of the names I would have given you a few weeks ago <laughs> with your game of adult film star or Dallas Cowboys player. <laughs> Uh, what was his name again? Head double duty. Rack. Oh, that's a that's a baseball baseball player.
1: Baseball player, correct. Pine Top Perkins. Pine Top Perkins.
0: I'm gonna go blues player, although my gut tells me baseball. I'm gonna
1: stick with blues. You were that was a trick question. You got it right. It was blues. Very yeah. well done. Jelly roll morton. Oh, a blues player. Okay, very good. And final one, Hound Dog Taylor. Oh, Hound Dog Taylor, great baseball player for the. I have no idea. Baseball player? I'm going blues on that one, but you did great, man.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, you do the best you can and you let the chips fall where they may, but you know who does the best they can and they don't leave anything to chance, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Yeah, good pals over at Common Skew. That's right. They've got that platform going to connect and stream, connect your team, streamline your workflow, let you work from anywhere because where is all the data based, Kirby? In the, cloud. in the cloud that's correct so <laughs> you can work from anywhere you can work from whatever you may be doing as long as you have internet access and it's from every aspect of running your distributor business they have the tools that enable you to stay connected to your clients stand apart from the competition and close deals to dramatically grow your sales so head over to commaskew.com you're not going to be sorry you did also check out skewcon.com for an amazing what proves to be what will, will absolutely prove to be an amazing virtual event coming up here on january 7th of 2021 kirby as always thank you for having the courage to do this podcast with me and i bid you a fond adieu papa joby that's right